0: Hey, if you like this podcast, check out our website, lovehastoloveyouback.com, to hear more episodes, listen to the concept album, and get merchandise that captures the vibe of these stories. Let's fly to the moon. Finding true love is like winning the lottery. Our odds are a million to one, yet we keep buying tickets for a trip on that love train. My first love experience altered my life forever. When it happened, I was 18 years old. Back then, I was bored and unsure of what I wanted to do with my life. Engineering, science, music, sports. I was an A student at all of them. My future It looked blurry though, nothing set me on fire. I had no direction, no passion, no goals. Worse, deeply unsure of myself, I never even had a relationship. I spent my teenage years going to those straight-jacket suburban parties, tall and muscular, with a chiseled face, dreamy brown eyes, and dark, wavy black hair. My good looks made me popular, and I appeared to fit like a hand-in-glove with my beer-drinking jock buddies. You know them, right? The senior high school football types? The ones who don't shower much? Inside, though, I felt an imposter. I know I didn't belong there. People would say things like, you should be doing this, or we have certain expectations for you, which confused the hell out of me. But I kept my inner confusion hidden, hoping, hoping, hoping that I would wake up one day and suddenly be like them. Like, I was expected to be. But it didn't turn out like that at all. A little shift changed everything for me. One hot night in Nashville, I got the nerve to try something new, to explore myself. I walked out of the house with a casual jaunt, as if I were going to a friend's house so my parents wouldn't ask questions, and I jumped into my little blue Ford all by my lonesome with my heart pumping. I drove into the city and straight to the gay village. It was my first time. Why didn't I go there before? I don't know. But at the moment, a strange calling bubbled to the top of my consciousness. They say this sexual calling is inevitable. When I arrived in the gay village, I parked the car and walked around in the street for a while. It was a whole different universe, alive, with lights and energy. This place hit me like a tsunami. Homos holding hands, interracial couples, repressed old men running away from their wives, old drag queens, flashy trans ladies, cross-dressers, the works. One huge explosion of diversity. Totally absent was the societal norms of the bland suburban beer-drinking straight-jacket culture that I was a part of and used to. People young and old, black and white, rich and poor. All exploring to find out where they fit into this world. I felt free. Not free from something, but free to be whoever I wanted to be. Free. No longer an imposter. As I walked around in amazement, one bar named The Village jumped out at me. I thought I'd start there in terms of gay bars. Let me tell you, as a first experience, gay bars are weird. You walk in to find men lined up along a wall in a lonely but hungry like ritual like they are all Labradors sensing you're holding fresh, raw meat. I could feel their eyes inspecting me from head to foot. I discovered this gay social code to communicate interests that was so different from boy-girl rituals. While there was the same flirtatious body language like eye contact, subtle gestures, and half-smiles, the overt inspection was more like what prostitutes engage in than considered vulgar in the straight world. But I loved it. No need to buy someone a drink in this place, or even open up with small talk. And like our canine friends, there was far less fear of failure. If you liked someone, you just went for him. If you got rejected, you just moved on, period. I discovered I was a dog too. Pure biology. All the conditioning I received in Catholic school, disguised as morals, were exactly that conditioning. All my prefabricated rules went out the door. I felt liberated. A blond, hefty, sexy man in his mid to late thirties, sporting a huge cowboy hat and washed-out jeans, did that typical, you know, fixing-your-hat-with-your-index-finger thing and slithered over. The music was a bit loud, beer in one hand. He leaned in to whisper something into my ear as his free hand made its way to bristle me. "'I've never seen you in here before,' he said with his heavy southern accent. First time, I said, "No." Oh. he moved slightly backward to get a good view of my face. Leaning back in, he said, fresh meat then. That's commodity around here, you know. Fresh meat. The man read my mind. I now confirmed my worth I was sensing. After some mingling and old men groping me one after the other, I made my way to the packed dance floor. Scores of guys bumping into me along the way the kind of moves that, in a straight bar, might have resulted in a fistfight. Seeing sweat drip down hot guys' faces equated to me as having fun and letting go. And sweat moving down a hot guy's chest? God, someone give me a thermometer to measure my boiling blood because brothers and sisters? That's my type. It's not right, it's okay, I'm gonna make it anyway, was the gay anthem Whitney was singing. Somehow, those lyrics encoded the gay man's experience of the 80s and 90s. I closed my eyes to the blue strobe lights and moved with the currents of the dancing crowd. For me, it was like swimming with your school of fish. It felt at home. When I came out from my moment with Whitney, my eyes landed on the most beautiful set of hazel cat eyes I had ever seen. Eyes that made you lose yourself. Eyes that made you embarrassed. Shy, but determined, I sauntered over, my eyes glued on this gorgeous being, and said the most unimaginative pickup line ever hello. But somehow that worked. Let me tell you about what happened next. Over the next few weeks, Alejandro was everything I had hoped for and more. His smile, his tone of voice, his sexy facial expressions, all were perfect. I remember one day, early on in the relationship, Alejandro called me. I was flying with just the sound of his voice. I was experiencing an emotional bending of space and time, unknown to me, up to that point. It was a transformative feeling. I could have touched the moon with the tip of my index finger and turned around and magically flown back to Earth. That's what it felt like. I was on my own special relativity. Was this being in love? Now, Alejandro and I didn't meet as often as I would have liked, but when we did, sparks would fly and our connection transcended anything else that mattered in life to me at that moment. I understood and spoke a language that I had only read about in romance novels. Yes, as an 18-year-old man, I liked to read romance novels. The gay signs were always there, weren't they? How did my mother... Not know. In this new experience, music began to touch me in novel ways, as if the music dug right into my soul. I started to make mixtapes. Yes, on a CD that you burnt. That was the ritual in the 90s, you know. Today, teenagers woo a love interest with a Spotify playlist. Meh. Lame. I prefer something tangible. A physical memory I can place in an exact moment of my life. A mixtape requires design and effort. You had to get the right flow to communicate on many levels what you truly felt about someone. Effort. I wanted to declare to the world, he got me. Someone made me feel I belonged. Someone accepted me for who I was. I was lost and found with Alejandro all at the same time, it was beyond confusing. In that moment, I gave everything. I blended the most cheesy songs ever assembled in one place, like More Than Words, Faithfully, and of course, Only Wanna Be With You by Hootie. And get this, before Alejandro, I hated that genre. I was an indie grunge boy. So what was the issue? I don't love you back, at least not in that way, Alejandro said on the other end of the phone line, three months in. I'm not really gay, I'm just experimenting. I see you as a friend, he continued. That's impossible! How could friends connect in that way that we had? I retorted back at him. I continued, We laid on the bed together, we got drunk and high together, we looked at the stars and contemplated the wonders of the universe together. What about the subtle touches we had? Or the joy in your voice when I called? Or the way that your face lights up when we meet? Surely friends don't act like that, I pleaded. I have a girlfriend. I think of you as, and would like you to be my friend, he said. Alejandra, how could you not know what you want and not be honest with yourself? I ended. Click. I suppose the lines were always blurred, the signals were always fuzzy. In all those beautiful moments, we actually never had sex, we never even kissed. But the signals I had experienced made me feel a sexual intimacy, and I felt that its physical manifestation was as inevitable as the sun rising. Were you ever like that with someone? Looking back, I think Alejandro wasn't ready for love. I can accept that. But at the time, the line, as a friend, pulled the rug from under my smitten feet, and I plummeted to the cold, hard ground, face first. I didn't come to terms with it very well. Who would? I was a disgrace, crying, not sleeping, text, book, heartbreak. A hole in my heart, and I fantasized for weeks what could have been. Writing helps the mind process, and here is the note I wrote to myself at the time. Thank you, universe, for the wonderful time that I spent with Alejandro. I have learnt so much. I have tasted love, and that has changed my path. We did not end up together, but there is one thing no one can ever take away from me. Knowing that love exists is now part of my fabric. Alejandro will always own that first experience in my heart. It is his imprint on me. Looking back at that experience now, Here's what I know. Falling in love is like life itself. There is no rule book. It's not a guarantee. It's not written in the Declaration of Human Rights. And some people never experience it. It is about as random as the creation of the universe itself. It's about explosions, coolings, tension, stars lining up, circumstances, context, etc. When this seemingly random explosion does not go well, as it most likely doesn't, it hurts deep within the gut, but it also awakens something in you and colors everything that comes afterwards. And that's beautiful. That first love is like the crosswind that hits you on your first sailing. That gust of wind that hits you, throws your sails all over the place, and feels like an emergency that pulls your full attention. Yes, finding love is like winning the lottery, but the lottery also needs to love you back. We never forget our first love, and I will never forget mine. Do you remember yours? Even when I think about Alejandro now, it seems like yesterday, and how we used to fly to the moon. Let's fly to the moon, baby.
1: ¡Gracias!